and welcome to the Bikers Church Midrand Podcast. It's great to have you join us for this week's episode. We hope that you find this valuable for your daily life. Good morning and welcome. If it's your first time with us, we just want to extend a very warm welcome to you. It is so good to have you connect with us. If you are part of the family, then we just want to extend an even bigger welcome to you. Uh, If I'm absolutely honest, we are missing you guys like crazy and cannot wait to be able to gather together in one place. And we look forward to the day for when that happens. But for now, we're grateful for the opportunity and the technology to be able to connect even in this way. This morning's a special morning because we are starting with a brand new series. And uh, I'm really, really excited about that. And the series that we're going to be speaking through over the next couple of weeks is called Through the Unknown. Now, you and I both know that we have faced quite a bit of unknown over the past couple of months. Uh, We have, as we've entered into lockdown, we've entered into spaces that that have been exceptionally unknown to us, unknown as to how family is going to interact and relate, how how we're going to deal with the unknowns surrounding quite a hot topic at the moment, um, income and and, and, and work situation and and provision, if we could just put it under one blanket. Um, But there have been all these different facets and, and aspects of unknown that we've stepped into. Uh, there've even been aspects of unknown with regards to just how we'll deal with this mentally, how we will deal with this emotionally, and, and even for a lot of us, how we'll deal with this spiritually has also been exceptionally unknown. Well, Monday morning, I can remember waking up and, and my wife and I just chatting and, and interacting a bit. And um, about mid-morning, we'd, we'd made a couple of phone calls. We'd, we'd looked at some media. We'd gone through some social media. And by the time we were done, we, just, we, 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 we looked at each other and we could both just feel like, like there'd been a shift from the one week to the next. And it wasn't a good shift. We just felt like there was this there was this increase in frustration across the board. There was this, this increase in anxiety. There was this, 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 this increase of, of just this heaviness that had settled over people uh, that we could pick up in, in the conversations that we had, that we could see in the media reports that we were reading, that we could see in the, in the social media comments that, that many of you had, had been posting. But at the same time, we could actually feel that heaviness, even in our own home. And why? Why, why was there this heaviness? Why was there this frustration? Why was there this, this, this sense of heaviness? Well, if we're honest, it was because of just a, 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 a lack of, of, of communication or just the, the, this, this like um, empty space where we felt there should have been more communication and even if we if we you know 
give a bit of credit, like even with our president on, on uh, Wednesday night when he addressed the nation, he even owned up to it and said, hey, we haven't communicated as we should have and the communication that was there was vague and, and, and we know that as a result, when there's been this lack of communication, it's also led to all of these crazy conspiracy theories just bursting out everywhere. And I've seen the most sane, normal people that I could ever have thought of kind of be drawn into these spaces within these conspiracy <laughs> rants. And why? Why did people gravitate to these spaces and I just think that that the reason why so many of us may have gravitated to these spaces may have gravitated into into these areas is just because there was just so much unknown and as as we think of these unknowns the there were these unknowns with regards to let's be honest what was the big one when will this end? Like, when's this going to end? How long are we going to stay in stage X, Y, or Z? You know, when do we get to stage one and, and out of stage one? And when all of this ends, like, what will be left? What will remain once all of this is done? These are all the unknowns that we're dealing with. Like, what will be left of my neighbors? Will my neighbors still be there? Will I still be amongst my neighbors? You know, will, my, will my work still be there when I get back to work? And in my work situation, if it's still there, how much of that would have changed? Would my, would my colleagues be greatly affected by it? You know, what will be left? And I think some of the biggest questions around the unknown is, will my family be okay. Will I be okay? And as we think around these unknowns and, and, and just trying to wrestle through them and find our feet through them, there was a, a young man who, who faced unknowns of his own. And he faced some pretty big unknowns throughout his life. There was this, this moment where he, where he faced this incredible unknown as he, as he walked into a duel with, with a giant. Uh, there was this, there was this unknown as he was being pursued by this mad king who was setting out to kill him. There was this unknown that he had to embrace as he was appointed king of the nation of Israel and he had to lead people. There was this incredible and hurtful unknown as he faced the death of his newborn son. And for many of you, you, you may have latched on to the fact that by now we're, we're, we're talking about David who would later on be referred to as, as King David. But David had these, 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 these moments of, of incredible unknowns. And, and in one of these moments, in one of these moments of, of, of stepping into these unknowns, and we don't really know which one of these moments it was, but, but David just sat down and, 
And he started a journal and, and David would become known for his journal. Um, we, we have the privilege of having it to this day. But David would sit down and he would journal and, 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 and as he would face this unknown in his life, he would write and, and he would write these words. He wrote, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. And these words would become some of the most famous words in all of literature. And it's just written by a young man facing his own struggle, facing his own unknowns, sitting down and journaling and just writing out these very simple but very profound words. And I think it's so important for us to, to, to stop and just pay attention to the words that he spoke, you know, that, that, that he wrote down, that he jotted down, where he says, the Lord is my shepherd. And, and the reason why David refers to, to God in this moment as a shepherd is because in David's earlier part of his life, he'd functioned as a shepherd. He'd, he'd looked after his father's herds. He'd, he'd, he'd worked as a shepherd for his dad. So, so David understood the heart of a shepherd. He, he knew that when he was a shepherd, his entire goal, his entire um, uh, uh, purpose was to care for sheep was to, to make sure that they were okay. And, and, and if to add to this, what David also knew about sheep was that sheep were completely and totally dependent on the shepherd. Sheep relied completely on the, on the shepherd for provision and for, for, for guidance and for protection. So when David journals about God and David speaks about God as a shepherd. What David's really writing there is he's, he's saying, I understand the heart of a shepherd. And when I think of God, I think of God as looking at me through the same heart, caring for me, protecting me and providing for me in the same way that I would have wanted to, to those precious little sheep. Now, I don't think that God had any issue with David referring to him as a shepherd uh, because hundreds of years later, Jesus would come along and Jesus would use the exact same language. Jesus would come and, and refer to himself as the good shepherd. If we, we look at this moment where, where, where John captures the words of Jesus in, in the book of John chapter 10 verse 11, we see Jesus saying, I am the good shepherd. He then goes on to say that a good shepherd uh, cares for his sheep by laying down his life for his sheep. But if we just look at that opening line of, I am the good shepherd, I can't help but just think to myself, just imagine Jesus' audience. 
Just imagine the people that Jesus was speaking to in that moment. That, that in that moment, they must have looked at this and they must have engaged with this and, and thought to themselves, as Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. They must have thought to themselves, man, doesn't that remind you of something? Like, doesn't that remind you of that 23rd Psalm that, that David wrote all those years ago where he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. And I can only imagine that in that moment, they must have internalized that and they must have, they must have uh, superimposed what David said over what Jesus said. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it because it carries the same heart. And I'm sure in that moment that as Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd, they must have heard, I am the good shepherd. I have all. I am all that you need. What an incredible moment. And I wonder today if that rings true for you and for me. I wonder today if as we face our own unknown, if that really sits true for you and for me, that when we think of Jesus, when we think of God, when we, when, when we think of, of, of the relationship or the interaction that we get to have with God, is He our good shepherd and in Him we have all that we need? I really hope that that's where you find yourself today. You know, as, as we just talk around provision, as we just talk around, as we said, this kind of like hot topic right now, you know, so many businesses have been closed. So many things have happened where we, we've just not known where we can go, what we can't do, what, you know, as far as income is concerned. And there's been such an unknown surrounding it. I can't help but, but in this moment just... ask myself, if David was here with us today, what would he be saying to you and what would he be saying to me? And in my mind's eye, I have this picture of this, of this rough and rugged young man just looking at us going, you know, I face so many unknowns. But if there's one thing I know about those moments of the unknown, is that there was a good shepherd who cared for me. That, that, hey, I may not have known what my provision was going to look like, but I knew exactly who my provision was going to be. And that he would look at you and me and say that God is our good shepherd and that in him we have all that we need. There's this correlation here as we've been talking about Jesus being this good shepherd and, and, and us being sheep. And you may be in a space where you're almost offended by that because you're thinking to yourself, Ramon, I'm, I'm not a sheep. I'm not some mindless animal. And as I say that, I've now got all the bunny huggers that are now <laughs> offended by me. And, and all I can do is say that I apologize. Hang with me here. But you thinking to yourself, come on, man, I'm not some mindless animal. I'm not some sheep. 
just going with the flow. Well, I think it's so important for us to recognize that when Scripture talks about you and me being sheep and, and, and God and Jesus being this, this good shepherd, by no means is Jesus referring to us as mindless animals. At, at no point is David referring to himself or to us as mindless animals. But what they are referring to in that moment is willing, obedient followers. When, when, when Scripture's talking to us about sheep, about us being the sheep of the Good Shepherd, it's referring to us being willing. Like we've made a choice. We've, we've decided within ourselves we're willing, that we're obedient. We, we listen, we follow, we obey. Followers of Christ. And as I say that today, I, I can't help but, but just imagine that there's a group of people watching this right now that, that may feel like, Ramon, you're talking about the unknown. You, 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 you talking about this, this thing of, of the unknown, like as I'm facing my own, own unknown, you're saying that I should willfully obey and follow, but how can I willfully obey and follow a, a God that is unknown to me? Like in my unknown, He's unknown to me, and I, I, I get that. I, I so get that. Within our community, we talk about next steps. We talk about the fact that, that we all have next steps to take. And, and, and maybe today your next step is that you just need to get to know this God. And, and, and as you stop and consider that, just stop and, 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 and think to yourself, that in this moment, you have the most incredible opportunity to just get to know this God and that you actually have nothing to lose and everything to gain in the moment. Maybe your next step is to just, is to just say, hey, in my unknown, yeah, I don't know this God, but, but if I'm honest, I'd, I'd, I'd love to get to know him, then I want to encourage you to right there where you are, whether you're sitting in your living room, whether you're still snug under the blankets in your own bed, just watching this on your phone, that right there in that moment, to just as David would sit and journal to God, as David would just communicate with God, just talk to God, I want to encourage you to just talk to God. And you may be saying, Ramon, I don't have the dialect. I don't have the, the tools. I don't have the language to know how to do that. God doesn't care whether we have fancy words. He's not interested in fancy. He's interested in honest. Just be honest with God. And right there, maybe, maybe I can help you out with a couple of words. And this morning, for you to just sit there and just say, Jesus, I give my life to you. That's it.
Jesus, I give my life to you. And as you do that, I believe that he, he is willing to come and just meet you as that good shepherd in that space. And what you're really communicating to him in that moment is just that I'm willing to start a journey with you. I'm, I'm willing to start a journey and, and, and find out what relationship looks like with you. I, I want to find out what it means to, to, to meet with this good shepherd, with this person who cares, who, who provides, who protects, who guides. And if you've done that this morning, then, then I just want to say to you, we'd love to journey with you. I'd love to ask that you just connect with us, send us a mail, um, go to our website, bikeschurchmidran.co.za, uh, connect with us on, on, on social media, Facebook, Instagram, um, connect with us on, on, on YouTube, but try and just get hold of us. There's several platforms that you can. We'd love to connect with you and we'd love to journey with you. But maybe that's not you this morning. Maybe you're in a place where you're feeling like, hey, I am a Jesus follower. I've already done this. And I really do just uh, find myself in a, in a space where even though I've said yes, if I'm honest, I can't really say that I can with all honesty say that the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need in every aspect of my life. And if that's you this morning, if, if you're in a space this morning where, where you can't say that he's your shepherd and that he's all that you need in every aspect, maybe in most aspects of your life, maybe in most areas of, of your life, but in this one area or in these few areas, you just can't say that then I want to encourage you that, that maybe this morning your next step is to just submit to Him. That, that maybe your next step is to just, to just start with the areas of stress. You, you may not know how to identify which areas have I, have I not really handed over to Him or what are the areas that I haven't committed to Him. The easiest way to figure that out is just start with the areas that cause stress. Start with the areas that when you think about them, when you start to get into them, they start causing anxiety in you. Start in those areas. And as that stress and anxiety mounts, just go, Lord, I want to be able to say that you are my good shepherd and that I have everything that I need, even in this area. And then just give it to him. Give him control of that area. We've spoken today about provision and, and, and income and jobs and, and finance. And I want to say this to you that I know that there are so many of you right now that are really struggling in this area. And maybe as you think about it, you can be honest and say, you know, if I, if I am honest, it's because I've kind of done things my own way in this space for so long. And today, I'm not going to give you some big spiel. I just want to encourage you with this. Submit that thing to God. Give it back to God. And as you give it back to God, allow Him to become the source of your life in that area of your life. 
Because as we hand over control, we give him freedom to function and operate in all of those areas. So this morning, just give it back to him. Just become that obedient follower of the good shepherd who cares for you in that space and just do what he tells you to do. If you'd like someone to connect with you on this, again, connect with us. We'd love to journey with you. This morning, we're going to take the couple of minutes right now and just go into a time of communion. And communion is just this moment where we get to celebrate Jesus' promise of us entering into relationship with God because of what He did for us. And as we celebrate this together, I, I want to really encourage you that if you've taken a next step this morning, if you've, if you've kind of stepped from one space into, into another or, or just started with that process, then I want to encourage you that right now, just submit that thing to God as we go into this time of communion. Give it back to God, submit it to God, and just seal it with communion this morning. If you've never taken communion before, we've got a little video that's about to run that's just going to walk you through it step by step. If you're a dad in a home this morning, I want to encourage you, lead your family through communion as we just do this together this morning. Let's do it. What an incredible privilege for us to be able to just come and do communion together, celebrating the promise of Jesus, that, that promise that He restores relationship between us and God. And we could come and do it as a unified family. I'd love to just pray for you this morning. I'd love to just pray over you and your family uh, and just really believe with you that as you have taken your next step, as you have surrendered in this moment, whatever aspect it may be, that so you will just get to know this good shepherd that much better, that you can completely trust him in every area of your life, give over every area of your life, and really just find that all that you need in him. Father God, we thank you for this morning, Lord. We thank you for the privilege that we have to just know that, that there is nothing that can separate us from getting to know you, Lord. 
But Father God, that right now we can just in humility come and sit and talk to you, connect with you, connect our hearts to your hearts, Lord. And for those of us who don't feel like we have the vocabulary, Lord, I thank you that you will just give us the freedom and the grace to just be able to speak to you, Lord, and that you meet us where we're at and that you come and that you just start to do a work in our, in our lives, Lord. Start changing our hearts in these different areas. Father God, I thank you that this morning, as some folks have kind of taken their first steps in just getting to know this good shepherd, Lord, that you are so excited about that. And Father God, that you want to come and meet people where they're at right now, and that you start that journey with them. Lord, for those folks who've, who've been calling themselves Jesus followers for a while and have just recognized that there are areas that they've not let go, areas where they can't say that you are all that they need in those areas, that, that as they've come and this morning just started to surrender those areas, I thank you, Lord, for your grace, for your peace in those areas, Lord. Lord, and that, Father God, that ultimately that, that you come and that you fight and work on their behalf in all of those areas. Lord, I pray for your blessing over families this morning, Lord. Lord, I thank you for, for just a deeper sense of your love, a deeper sense of your peace, Father God. Lord, I pray for, for your joy to be a mark on the homes of the families that are sitting, listening, and watching this today, Father. Lord, we commit ourselves to you. I pray that we will get to know you so well that we will be an accurate representation of your son, Jesus, day in and day out. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So good to have been with you this morning. We love you and we look forward to seeing you next week. If you want to connect with us, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can connect with us there. Go and like us on, on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. These are all platforms that you can come and connect with us and we'd love to connect with you. We love you. We look forward to seeing you next week. Have a great week. Bye. We trust that you found this message valuable. For more information on who we are or how you can get involved, please check out our website at bikerschurchmidrand.co.za or connect with us through social media on Facebook or Instagram. Beyond that, have a great day.